2: And welcome to the show, and wow, I have never had so many emails sent in for our guest. You must have a lot of young people following you, (laughs) Betsy, because we really have a lot of questions that were sent to us ahead of time. So, I want to tell you, this show means so much to me today. Why? Because it's the National Youth Leadership Network. All of you know how I believe in our youth. And Miss Yoshiko Dart, if you're listening to the show, I am dedicating this show to you for all you and Justin did to help young people with disabilities. So hello to you, Yoshiko. So, wow, I am so excited that today I have Ms. Betsy Valnez, the Executive Director of the National Youth Leadership Network, as my guest. Welcome to the show, Betsy.
3: Hello. Thank you for having me.
2: And, Betsy, so we can get this rolling for our listeners, how about if we start by you telling them what the National Youth Leadership Network is?
3: Sounds good, um, first off, I just wanted to wish you a happy birthday. I heard that this was an exciting um day for you too, so I thank you for sharing your birthday celebration with us today. Well, thank you very much. What better way than to do this with someone I think so highly of? Oh, I think well, and young people usually when we get together, we party regardless, so it uh, usually comes at an opportune time to celebrate that as well. But um, the, the National Youth Leadership Network um, is a non-profit organization run here in the U.S., and it's um, it's run completely by young people uh, with disabilities. All of our board members are between the ages of 16 and 28. Um, same with, with staff and contracted staff. And we really emphasize um, that, that community as, as the individuals that we primarily reach out to. But we also, of course, um, welcome to our organization the role of allies so that being um, other young people who are um, who are activists in their communities, siblings, parents, um, teachers and educators, people in the IL world, um, it, we're open to a lot of different partners because we really realize that we kind of all need one another to be able to to make things work. Wow,
2: that is. Unbelievable. Betsy, one of the questions we have here from a listener is, how long has this been around, the
3: National Youth Leadership Network? So NYLN um, conceptually um, began in about 2000. Um, With that People came together for a conference about once a year, um, and so young people from all over the country, United in D.C., uh, for training conferences and for advanced leadership institutes, and that's where kind of the concept of N.Y.L.N. got started. Um, during that time, there was a, a youth board that came together to begin planning the next conferences and planning some outreach activities, and those individuals um created or added to their goal list to make NYLN an organization of its own. We really started um, under the mentorship and guidance of Portland State University and Lori Powers and the Center for Self-Determination. And they practice exactly what exactly what their, their theories were, self-determination. They really allowed young people to create what it was that they wanted, um, which was a formal nonprofit to be run here in the U.S. So, We've been a nonprofit since 2005 and um, have really been proud of the fact that we were the first organization that was completely run by and for um, young people.
2: Well, you know what? What first made everyone realize how important this was, Betsy?
3: Um, How important it was to to have have a a
2: youth leadership network.
3: Yeah, I think that it was important just the same way that people with disabilities recognized that it was important to establish a stronger disability community um, back when the movement really kind of began or became at least more public. Um, when that happened, people united because they felt that there were voices that were left unheard or there were perspectives that were not um, that were not fully recognized yet. And I think that with any social movement, um the rights and the opportunities that come along the way make themselves more well known. So thanks in huge part to our, to our predecessors and to the pioneers of the movement, it came to the point where young people recognized that there was really a community among themselves or among ourselves within the movement. And I think that that is what really kind of brought people together because it was finding friends and allies that had very similar perspectives to our own, but maybe we're slightly different than those who were, you know, say, a parent's age or those who had preceded us, and really kind of um, envisioning new ways that we can get more people involved in the movement.
2: Well, we know we need our leaders like you, Betsy, so I think that is awesome. You yourself, how did you get involved?
3: Um, I actually started out as one of the conference participants um, that came to one of the, the NYLN conferences, and I got to be a part of the planning committee that then evolved into the youth advisory committee that then evolved into the governing board. Um, and then in 2005, I was currently serving as the vice president at the time um, when the governing board decided that they were looking for an executive director, and um, I was honored to be asked and, and recognized as, as someone who could take on that um, that charge, and I have been doing that since 2005.
2: Well, we're glad you decided to do that. Um, okay, one of the questions, how can I, this is from Mary in Tampa, Okay, how can I get involved or
3: join the National Youth Leadership Network? So, Mary, getting involved is is really easy. All that you need to do is just visit our website, which is nyln.org, and sign on to become a member. Um, NYLN has uh, no fees or specific requirements to be a member. You simply enter your contact information and, and push send, and with that you'll be added to our listserv. And the general things that come with being a member of NYLN um, would be you know notices that we send out that we call FYIs, which basically are a collection of opportunities happening all over the country. Um, we also send out newsletters, um, information tools, um, general updates and, and press releases about things that are going on nationally and things that are going on within smaller communities. Um, so all it takes is just sharing your contact information and becoming a part of NYLN just that easily.
2: And I hope everyone listening takes time to do that and realizes how important that is to do so. Okay, well, Betsy, we've talked a lot about this. I do have a question. What if someone wants to make a contribution to the National Youth Leadership Network?
3: How do they do that? That would be great, yeah. I mean, to make a contribution to NYLN, it could be done in a variety of ways we do have a paypal account if people prefer to do it um online or we've also um we also receive um receive checks or don- donations that way um you can then in reply you'll get um you'll get a formal statement, you know, noting that it has come to a nonprofit profit organization, um, confirming the fact that it's tax deductible. Uh, and, yeah, and you can also specify if there are particular things that you would wish for that money to be used for. Otherwise, we put it toward new activities and, and new outreach efforts that are going on um, at the time that could use some additional supportive funding.
2: Yeah, that's right. So if you're listening, hey, <laughs> as you're going through the holiday season, it's always a time of giving. You have time you can make a small donation. If we do not support our youth, what's going to happen? I mean, we've got to support our youth with disabilities. You know Justin Dart taught us well how important it is to support our youth with disabilities so we have leaders following behind us. If we don't take time to do that, folks, we're in a heap of trouble. Plus, you have no idea what it does for a young person with a disability to have someone else they can work with. So one more time, uh, <laughs> Betsy, how do they join and how do they make a donation?
3: Sure. Um, to join, you would just need to visit our website, which is nyln.org, and then just click on the link that asks uh to become a member, enter your information and it's that easily. Um, in regards to making a donation. Uh monetary donations can be made via PayPal or just by sending a check to the PO box that's also noted on NYLN's website and a letter of confirmation with the nonprofit number will be sent to you in return. You'll also notice on our website and through some of the recent press releases that um You know, money is always appreciated, but if you're not in a position to donate money at this time, we also have a couple activities, one of which is is a book drive and a media drive for an activity that we're we're getting ready to launch in 2011. So if there are um, books and other forms of of media that you would wish to donate also, we'd be very grateful for that as well, and those can also be sent to the P.O. box that's noted on our website.
2: Wow, that is a truly great idea. Right now we're going to get ready to go to break. Hey, if you just tuned in, we're talking to Betsy Valnez, Executive Director of the National Youth Leadership Network. Hey, you young people with disabilities, stand up, be a leader, let your voice be heard. You are listening to Joyce Bender, Disability Matters, at Voice America. Don't you go away. We'll be right back with Betsy Valnez and the National Youth Leadership Network.
4: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com.
1: If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender.
2: Welcome back to the show. If you just tuned in, we're talking to Betsy Valnez. Executive Director of the National Youth Leadership Network and Betsy, can you tell our listeners, for you, a young person with a disability, how has NYLN helped you?
3: Well, I mean, NYLN has played a huge role in my life. Um, the first of which was getting being able to participate in the institute, as I mentioned. Um, it was really one of the first experiences that I had in. Really recognizing what the disability community was, and it was that same summer that I participated in in the state youth leadership forum in South Dakota, and then this national conference, and it was it was a real transition that summer. Um, really recognizing the huge or huger community that there was, and and the social opportunities and expectations and responsibilities that were out there that that individuals. Um, in any capacity, uh, a young person just getting started as well as somebody who had been involved in the movement for thirty years needed to collectively um, contribute to so I think that that was one of um, one of the biggest things um, also recognizing that there was such such an opportunity to foster new beginnings for things um, and and with that was the same sort of responsibility concept through through the social movement. Um, just seeing things that needed to be done and, you know, being the person or, or collaborating with other people to be the ones to step up to the plate and, and and really do it or at least get it started. Okay. hey, I think we have a caller on the line. Hello. Hey,
2: how are you doing, miss? I'm good. This is Jenny. Hi, Jenny. How are you? I'm good. How about you? Well, I am having quite the day today, Jenny. Oh, that's good to hear. Yes, thank you for those, uh, greetings. Birthday oh, you... greetings. So, I got your email. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. So, since we are celebrating my birthday here, Jenny, how about <laughs> you telling, um Betsy, who's the head of the National Youth Leadership Network, whatever question you have or uh, what's been on your mind about being a young person with a disability or finding other people, you know, that can help you or being a leader? What would you like to talk about?
3: How do you suppose high school people become leaders? Like high sc- like how do you think they should start at a young age and working up to it?
2: Well, That's a great question. Betsy, what's your answer to that?
3: Yeah, definitely. I think that it all depends, Jenny, on what type of leadership you're, that individual or yourself, um, the person in high school, is wanting to get involved in. I think there's leadership within the school, there's leadership within the community, um, leadership within um, the national organizations such as NYLN. So it it comes down to really identifying what sorts of leadership that that Um, Like kids that that are scared of being alone and like standing up for themselves or by kids are getting bullied. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean we talk about, we've talked about bullying a lot recently, especially within NYLN, and I think that that is where Um, creating kind of a connection with other people, even if those people aren't in the same town or aren't in the same state. There's ways then to really establish a feeling of personal security or, or personal identity that can be helpful then when running into those sorts of situations or those obstacles in the school. And so I think that that would be you know, at least a great way for someone to get started. Um, also recognizing if there are other kind of singular individuals in that school setting that maybe are experiencing those same sort of challenges or those same sort of, um, you know, frustrations or, or whatnot in, in regards to bullying into the school. And, you know, trying to establish a, a connection with that person as well, perhaps, and, and kind of creating more of a team. What do you say about a 9-year-old that's getting teased? And how do you think they should stick up to themselves if the parents are doing what they can?
5: Mm-hmm.
3: How do you think they should become a leader? A, ni- a little nine-year-old? Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's difficult because I think, um, especially at that age, um, it's really it's tough to place the expectation on someone that age because I think that he or she is still really learning who they are as an individual and how to do that. Um, in those cases, I would say that it's important for um, older peers, you know, somebody maybe in their teens, uh, to also be on the lookout for people who are who are younger and who are in those sorts of bullying situations and to be willing to provide support to them, to be willing to be the ones to kind of train them or, or show them how it is that they can um, stick up for themselves or how they can respond to those sorts of situations in, in a healthy and, and protective sort of way.
2: And, Jenny, I want to say one other thing, Jenny. You yourself are a great leader, so, you know, you are a role model for other people younger than you. Just keep doing the great work. And once again,
3: um, Betsy, how can Jenny join? Yeah, Jenny, all that you would need to do is to just visit our website at nyln.org, and there's a link there to become a member, and you just need to enter your contact information and then push submit, and it's just that easy. What's can you repeat the website? Sure, it's N Y L N is in the National Youth Leadership Network dot O R G. Okay. And I definitely will do that. Okay, sounds good. Thanks. Thank you, Jenny. For calling in. Thank you. You guys have a
2: great day and happy birthday, Joyce. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hi. So hi. what do you think uh what? about this problem that we're experiencing with bullying?
3: Yeah, you know, Joyce, I mean it's it's so amazing. Like there's been a lot of um there's been a lot of publicity, not really publicity, or a lot of social awareness around bullying um recently. I, I'm not sure if if you had seen on the um, on the emails and stuff that had gone out, but NYLN recently um sent out an email in regards to bullying, but also for our brothers and sisters um, that identify with the LGBTQ community, um, because there's been Uh, significant, um, bullying that has happened in the schools. And I think that it comes down to, um, to judgment and, and placing blame and lack of information and lack of, um, training of just general social acceptance. Um, one of the main things that I, that I find difficult and, and frustrating about, um, situations like that is because it seems that in, Social situations that so often we are taught to exemplify tolerance. And people, we hear it on the news all the time, you know, we hear it in, in, you know, public addresses that tolerance is really what we should be working toward. And, and it's difficult because to me tolerance is, is kind of a facade. It's something that's just kind of there. And it's not really getting to the core of the issue in, in my perspective, tolerance is saying you know put up an image that makes it appear as though you're okay with what's happening when really what we need to be teaching people is general understanding of other individuals um, basic respect that other individuals deserve, regardless of you know what their what their social identity is within the disability community, within the LGBTQ community, within a racial community, spiritual or religious community. It, it goes far beyond tolerance, and I think that young people can really be some of some of the strongest um, representatives of doing that and beginning that in their communities. And 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 is hopefully trying to to show that by you know associating with other with other social situations that maybe aren't only disability specific. Right. All right. Hey, I think we have a caller on the line.
5: it's Ginny Miller.
2: Hey, Jenny, how are you? I am well, thanks. Happy birthday. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Jenny. Thank you very much. You're very, very welcome. Nice I hope you. you have a
5: fabulous birthday. <laughs> <laughs>
2: thank
5: that's, you. It's thank wonderful you. To, to hear all that you're doing. Uh, I know one uh, student leader who, I don't know if she's been through your workshops or a different uh, leader workshop, but uh, I know her through my youth group and uh she had a hemispherectomy at a fairly young age and uh I saw her just being a leader in a youth group always going around and encouraging other people and um she she went through different uh youth leadership workshops and, and different things. So I have a couple of questions. One is as an adult uh seeing different children, different students with uh uh leadership skills and that kind of thing, Mm -hmm. how can I help them, steer them towards your organization?
3: I think that uh, one of the main things that could be done is is simply simply making the information available in school settings or youth group settings. Um NYLN does have some materials that we can send out that can be used for that can be used for trainings that are okay. that would be done in those youth groups and on those training um materials then it also has NYLN's contact information. Okay. Um NYLN also has a project or um resource called Resource Consultants, and what that means is that um, after individuals become members of our organization and after we've worked with them and and kind of gone through some of the trainings, NYLN also links young people with other opportunities like that in the community. So say that you were leading, you know, a youth group session and you wanted to have there be like an advocacy workshop or something like that, um, you could contact NYLN and we could try to match you up with a resource consultant in your geographic area Mm -hmm. or, you know, if there were other ways, you know, via phone or or webcam, things like that 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 a young person could present on NYLN, you know, information and resources and opportunities in person.
5: Okay. because We we frequently get some kids who have some disabilities and that kind of thing through our youth group and I have a bulletin board. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I post things like, uh, from Joyce's website and, and different things and, and, uh, I have brain toys on my table. Mm-hmm. So that, that sure. draws the kids and, and I talk to them about various things and bullying issues and, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I would definitely post your information and talk to them about that and, and, uh, I always try and encourage these kids and, and, uh, because you know I, I have the opportunity. I work at the front desk of, of the youth group, and so that that's kind of my my task. Uh, my, my goal in life is to to encourage these kind of kids. and uh, so what what ages do you typically work with?
3: NYLN and well and really emphasizes the ages of 16 to 28, okay. um, but especially, I would say, especially within the last year, we've really uh, reached out to including young people even as young as 12 and 13. Um, okay. In our recent uh, institute that we held in North Carolina, some of the young people that participated there were of that age, and it seemed to work really well with them also because of kind of the accessibility Um, guidelines that we follow, you know, when doing public presentations or when doing our materials, So, um, and just kind of the methods that are used. So it could be as young as as early teens.
5: Okay, because we we have two youth groups. One is early teens and one is the high school age. There's another group where uh, my my hero, Nicole, with the hemispherectomy, Mm -hmm. she's now college age, but I follow up with her, and she's in the older group, the college and career group now. Mm -hmm. I'll pass that along to her and to her leader but uh, there's a lot of kids that fit in that age group. And, uh, you know, I try and pass this message along and post it, but make sure that the kids see it and view it. And they they really need that kind of follow-through and and the message that they're important, they can be leaders, because I think uh, many, Joyce knows my son Sam very well, and he falls into the depression category very strongly. And those kind of kids need to know that they can be leaders, and, um, I, th- I think that that's a very strong message that, uh, like your last caller was talking about with the bullying issue and that kind of thing. I think a lot of kids with disabilities don't think that they can be leaders. And right. They certainly can be. And networking together and communicating with, with other kids, that they do have a powerful voice and that needs to be heard and, and they need to network together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the powerful things that these kids can do is amazing. Um, But a lot of times I think that they feel so voiceless and so weak that they don't realize it until they find organizations like yours. So I really want to thank you for coming on the air with Joyce. And, Joyce, thank you again for having such a wonderful show.
2: Hey, Jenny, I want to thank you for being, in my opinion, a national disability leader because you inspire so many people. And I want to send out a special greeting to my friend Sam, who I love so much, so Sam, I'm thinking about you.
5: I will tell him that, and uh, we we have something that we're sending out to you. He he's been working on it, Joyce. So you, you have something coming your way.
2: All right, thanks, Jenny.
5: You're very welcome. Have a great day.
2: You have a great day too. And Thank and you, I Joyce. think we have another caller on the line. Tony, you're connected. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hey, is this Miss Tana? This is Tana. How are you? Tana, doing? how are you? Good. That's mm-hmm. good. It's so nice to hear your voice. Happy birthday to you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Yes, um, and, yes. And Tana is also, so you know this Betsy, she also is a youth leader. Um and she is a phenomenal individual uh tana do you have any comments or questions for betsy um i just have a comment i feel like we should all stand
6: stand boldly and speak out um and just stay encouraged and keep keep just what i want to say is just stay encouraged and stay strong because there are people out there like me that that would like to stand up for you and and speak out for you and have your back and and just i just want you to stay encouraged and be happy and if you ever need me, I'm always there. You can always, I'm just a phone call away. So mm-hmm. anybody would like me to talk with them or anything like that. I'm here. I'm the one who stands boldly and is there to help anybody in need. And I just want everybody to stay encouraged and everything like that.
2: Now let me just tell you, Betsy, this, this young woman had took a stand in high school, uh, for people being bullied, people with disabilities being bullied. Mm-hmm. Um, and she herself was never ashamed. Um, about anything related to disability and she always took everyone's stood up for people with mm-hmm. really did have their back. And by the way, I'm glad you brought that up, Tana, because if you go to Facebook okay, and join the Bender Lead On team. That's okay. Bender Lead On. It's youth with disabilities across America okay. who we are all taking a stand. Just like Tana said, we have stood up for youth that have been brutally bullied, and, you know, if you want to meet someone like Tana, and she is also on Facebook, she, Tana Burton, she is an awesome individual. There are people out there that care about you. And also, Betsy, how can Tana join that National Youth Leadership Network again? Sure, Tana,
3: we'd love for you to be a member. And all you would need to do is just visit our website at um, nyln.org and then just click on the link that says Become a Member and enter your information, and that's it. Okay. We'll do that. Tana, Tana, you do
2: that, because Tana is someone that should be speaking across America. She is a fireball.
6: (laughs) She is.
2: And she is. Hey, Tana, (laughs) for all the other young people with disabilities out there being bullied, are you there for them?
6: I'm there for you. I am there for you, standing boldly. And anything that you need, I'm there for you. Don't ever feel ashamed. Don't ever any of that. Always keep your head up. I'm there to encourage you. I'm there to stand behind you. If you need me to be your voice, I'll be that voice for you. Because I stand highly and boldly for anybody who's ever been bullied. I'm there for you.
2: You could not find a better person. Tana, you keep standing boldly. I'm proud you. to know you, Tana. Mm-hmm. I'm, proud. I'm proud to be introduced to you and be mm-hmm. in your program. Was, All right. It was right. You nice. have a great day, Tana. Thank you. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See, there are so many great young people with disabilities out there that want to be a leader. That's why getting back to that bullying we were talking about, Betsy, mm-hmm.
5: I know, I want.
2: you know, I don't think people realize that students with disabilities and or students who are gay are brutally bullied, terribly bullied. And, you know, if you're told, if you're excluded, because a form of bullying is really social isolation or exclusion, you know, it really does get to people. It really tears them down. And I just don't understand, Betsy, why in
3: schools this goes on so much.
2: hmm
3: I mean, do you hear about it a
2: lot at your network?
3: I mean we definitely yeah, we definitely hear about it, and I mean it happens it happens in more situations than just the schools I mean it happens with community events, it happens just in general community locales um, in general so it's just it's difficult i think it's it's a social it's a social uh, challenge that we really have to deal with, and I think um, you know recognizing it obviously is the first step, um, but people being open about it and talking about it. Um, and individuals really maybe taking that risk, and it is it is indeed a risk. You know, when you feel that there are threatening um, uh, threatening powers or, or forces coming towards you, it's difficult to respond in as equally powerful a fashion. But by working together as a team, um, or by at least having other individuals to back you up or to watch your back, that is. That's really where it can at least begin, and, and hopefully conversations can lead to a better better results of that. Well, why do you think people make fun of us? Why do you think <laughs> that is? You know. I, I'm not sure. Maybe it's just because, I don't know, we're too cool and they're not sure how to adjust themselves to become, to become part of that, uh, part of that community. I don't know. I think that, you know, people with disabilities in a lot of cases have like some of the most unique, uh, personalities and some of the most specific. And I think, I mean, that's what I love about working in this community because getting to meet some of the most diverse, uh, individuals, getting to meet some of the most unique individuals and some of the most, just like bold and self-confident individuals, but a lot of those people also say that that didn't happen with them overnight, that it was really part of a transition, really part of a transformation of themselves, of claiming personal identity, recognizing who that is, and becoming totally confident and totally comfortable with that. Um, so maybe it's a certainty, maybe it's a, maybe it's just a, a human, human mechanism that, that people with disabilities are somewhat socially coerced into Having to become more confident in themselves, and because of that certainty, maybe that's kind of a, a discomfort that other people have. Um, I don't know. I think that maybe there's, there's a a social study for for someone right there, but it's always you know. You know what though, I I love what you said. I hope all of you
2: young people with disabilities heard Betsy's answer as to why we're bullied so much, because we're too cool. Now, that's the way I like people thinking right there. That's the way I like to hear people thinking. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know why people do this, but you all have heard me talk about Alice in Wonderland. You know the new Alice in Wonderland movie. Mm -hmm. You've heard me talk about it, that in that movie, when Alice, now she's 19, goes back to Wonderland, and oh, no, guess what? The Queen of Hearts is going to destroy Wonderland. What can she do? She meets who? The Mad Hatter, played by Johnny Depp. And he says, Alice, you have to help us. Alice, you have to be there. And Alice says, "Uh, what? No, I can't do it. Yes, you can. No, no, I can't do it. And that's when he looks at her and says, Alice, you've lost your muchness. (laughs) You know what, folks? That word is really a word. Did you know that Shakespeare came with this word, muchness, that means quality of largeness, believing in yourself. Folks, we've got to give back our muchness. <laughs> it's not worth it allowing other people to make us feel different than the great people that we are and that you are and that Betsy is. I better not leave this caller out. I have a caller, <laughs> and wait a minute, this is an email of Facebook Okay, Tom from North Carolina. How about you, Betsy? I have to ask you this question. Did you yourself ever put up with bullying? Because I don't think people realize how that makes you feel and how it makes you feel like a freak.
3: Mm. Yeah, um I mean, I could in in rewinding back, interestingly enough, I think that when it happened, I don't think that I would recognize that it happened. Um, and because of maybe the fact that that society or that school was supposed to be so inclusive or was supposed to be so respectful. And one would hope that, you know, especially in a school setting that people would be there kind of to stick up for you. Um, and when that happened, I think that I kind of mentally adjusted to try to get around the situation or to try to, you know, balance it out on my own and without recognizing that maybe I needed to seek I maybe needed to be the one to seek supports from other people, you know, teachers or, or friends or something. Um, but that was just, I think, how I how I dealt with it. And, and not really until pretty long after the fact and looking back did I realize that that is really what it was. But, um, you know, I remember times of, like, running into somebody just along the street and, like, then, starting to chase me and my having to you know run along and hide in the movie theater, or then you know just trying to get to some place where I knew where somebody was, but it didn 't even phase me at the time that that would be bullying um, so I think that it 's really tough, and that 's why it 's really important for us to have more open conversations um, in safe environments with other people that we feel that we can trust, even if it's just a couple people, um, to share what happened with us in in particular cases and to talk with one another about ways that we can handle those situations if they come up again in the future. You know, when I hear these stories of things
2: people have done, it is astonishing. People can be so evil, such jerks, but remember... What Betsy said, we're the cool ones. And remember what I said to you? Get back your muchness. Too many people with disabilities have been made to feel inferior, have been pitied, have been told that they are, I feel sorry for you type people. Well, we're not. We don't want pity. We want paychecks. So (laughs) you, you listen to me. You have to stand up. Remember when Tana called in and said, be bold, that she boldly has your back, Many many people have your back. You would be astonished how many people have your back. But you have to take time to speak up and get involved.
3: Uh, Betsy, and you and I, have I would a say problem. too, Joyce, that that's really the important part about getting involved in the disability community. Whether it's involved with the with the disability community in your your town, your state, nationally because that's when you realize that people have your back. That's when you realize when you're not that you're not completely having to deal with all of this these sorts of things, these social stigmas, the, you know, the challenging situations, you're not having to deal with them solo anymore. You're you're going to be able to recognize that there are other people there who know the same situations, who have had to deal with those same things, who have different ways maybe of, of dealing with them or different ways of taking care of them or at least Someone with whom you can have a conversation, and you don't have to go through all the the preliminary stuff of explaining this, that, and the other thing because they already get it. Um, And so that is one of the beauties, especially with young people who are just coming into the disability community. I think that that's one of the, the greatest rewards for that person, and probably one of the most exciting things for younger leaders or for you know disability rights. Um, pioneers who've been along for for around since the since the beginning that that's one of the exciting things. It's being able to show someone for the first time that they don't have to just handle things alone. That there's a lot of other people out there.
2: Yeah, and I, I want I'm really glad you reemphasized that because see what I tell people is if you hide if you stay in the shadows then you can't find out how great the world really is and, as Betsy said, how many people are out there for you. And you know what else I like that Betsy said? Remember, this doesn't mean you have to be in Washington, D.C. You can be in your own city. I'm headquartered in Pittsburgh, but wherever you are in the country, you can make a difference locally at, at the state level. Yes, of course, at the national level, but at all levels. Get involved and, Betsy, before we go to break, I do have a couple comments for you mm-hmm. from Laura Thien in Delaware, who is also a national youth leader. First, uh, she wants to say that she agrees with you totally in reference to your comments on bullying. Um, and then she wanted me to mention that you have her full support, that uh, she supports the network and seeing the youth get involved, because when someone does, it does change the community for the better. And Laura is also a youth leader with a disability in the state of Delaware. Keep rocking on there, Laura. Do you have a word for her, Betsy?
3: Do I have a word for her? Yeah.
2: Do you have anything you want to say to her Oh, oh. she's listening?
3: Yeah, well, thank, yeah, just thank you very much for, for your comments, and I would love for you to please become a member of the network. It would be great to be able to work with you more and to hopefully collaborate with some of the things that you're doing in Delaware. That is awesome. Okay, Laura, you keep rocking
2: on. Now we're going to get ready to go to break. How is it possible that when we come back we'll be closing the show? <laughs> I don't know, mostly because it's my birthday. It's going so <laughs> fast. But if you just tw- turned in right now, If you just joined us, I am talking to Betsy Valnez, the Executive Director of the National Youth Leadership Network. You are listening to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender at voiceamerica.com, America's voice for youth, including youth with disabilities. Don't go away, but we'll be right back to close
4: the show with Betsy. News, News. Opinion. Can you hear me? Your voice counts. Call toll free 1 866 472 5787. 1 866 472 5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Women in business today face many challenges in advancing their careers and reaching their goals. There are corporate executives, entrepreneurs, and business owners that have made their mark in business. Now you can learn their secrets and tips. Listen to Women Mean Business as your host, Bonnie Marcus, explores how to thrive in the business environment, navigate the workplace, and climb the corporate ladder. Listen live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and effectively promote yourself today. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com.
1: If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender.
2: Well, if you just joined us, make sure you go back and listen to this entire show. You know all the shows are archived at voiceamerica.com and at www.benderconsult.com go back and listen also refer it to other young people and by the way Betsy you'll be able to link this right to your website so people can listen to you and, and I'm talking about Betsy Valnez the dynamic executive director of the National Youth Leadership Network and Betsy I see this show went very fast, but we do have time for a few last questions. Mm-hmm. One that I wanted to ask you is: if you right now had to provide advice to any young person with a disability who feels like there's no hope for inclusion or employment, what would you say to them?
3: Yeah, Joyce. You know, I would have two main things that come to um, come to my mind. The first one is the fact that you are not alone in the community, and exactly, I guess, by saying community, it implies that there are other people there, whether it's in your immediate geographic area or whether it means by phone or text or IM or email, um, that there are other, are other people out there that are um, behind you and, and that will stand beside you. Um, for your goals, for your visions, for your efforts to get involved and become um, more acquainted or become more included with um, a larger, broader community. The second thing I think that I would add, um, I was a religion and philosophy major, so I have to add a little bit of this, um, a phrase that, that once re- read, seek and ye shall find. I think for a lot of times that that is indeed true, that if you, if you're really looking for something that you will find it, but my adjustment to that would be seek and ye shall find, but if ye findeth not, create. And that is something that is so strong and so available for young people is the opportunity to create something that you feel that you need, that you feel that the community needs, that's perhaps not there yet. And that's another way that NYLN can be of assistance for you. Um, If you have a vision and if you are comfortable sharing that vision, you know, we're always excited for new ideas and new ways to bring people together and new ways to create power among the disability community and within the youth community.
2: Oh, that is such good advice. I love that little uh, verse, how you did that. That is so true. And, I, of course, I believe that also. I do. I believe that any of you can be what you want to be, but you have to first do one thing. Get back that muchness. Believe <laughs> in yourself and how important and what a change that will make in your life. Um, A special message to you, Betsy, from Gerald Homie, who is the chair of the Bender Lead-On team, saying thank you for everything you do. We're behind you, and we're going to talk about this on the Bender Lead-On page on Facebook. So uh, kudos to everything you're doing, Betsy. Thank you so much. Well... We only have time for a couple last questions here. I wanted to know, Betsy, you know, I think about you. I read your bio. You already have accomplished so many things in your life. You've already done so much. What would you say is your greatest accomplishment? Um,
3: you know, I think that the probably the greatest accomplishment is really realizing that a lot of if not all, of life's goals can't really fully be achieved all on your own. And I think an individual person can definitely have a vision of what those goals will be, and I think that the fulfillment of those goals is oftentimes, you know, highly relies on that that single person to fulfill them. But in actually accomplishing those goals and actually reaching them, there's almost all the time a need to have other people be involved with that. And so taking the risk to trust someone else with what your vision may be, to trust in them, to be team members and cohorts in accomplishing that goal, um, and to really realize that um, relying on others will allow your visions and will allow you as an individual to grow all that much more. Um, I think for a lot of people, that including myself, and I guess I say that, but um, that's really a tough sort of risk to take sometimes. But when you become comfortable taking that risk, you also recognize that you learn a lot about yourself and you learn that sometimes your visions can really be accented and can really be expanded because of what other people have to offer as well.
2: Well, for example, uh, in your life, did, did you have a role model that you feel has impacted you the most, Betsy?
3: You know I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say one single role model that it would it really depends on um what aspect of life i actually I keep like a journal sort of thing, and I have recorded um as I've gone along like in looking at where kind of life has taken me or where I have taken life, depending on how you look at it. I've written down names of people that have really influenced me to think one way or another or that have led me to an opportunity that has completely changed my life's course. And what's interesting about looking back at that is that oftentimes I don't think, and in talking with some of those individuals, that that wasn't even necessarily their main goal. You know what I mean? That it was simply because we both trusted one another to to take the step of having a conversation that led to something that neither person or neither party really anticipated. So it's really tough to foresee who those people are. And in looking back, um, you realize that, you know, sometimes it may just be somebody that you knew for a couple months or maybe it's somebody that you've known your whole life. So um, there are really a lot of people who have made significant impacts in my life, but in very, you know, very different ways. You know, some of them have been teachers. Some of them have been community members. In a lot of cases, all of them have become just friend friends, personal friends as well. So...
2: Well, I and I love that thing about keeping the journal. I think that is so important. You know, it really is. Something happens when you write things down. It really makes you reflect on yourself, your goals, everything. Um, And I think that's good that you do that, Betsy.
3: Yeah, being a TBIer, I I kind of do that out of necessity, I'm afraid, as well. But it ends up kind of being a a good perk, actually, to have things written down so that I can remember them on paper because you never know what the head's going to do on its own.
2: Yeah. How true that is. Well, listen, uh, Betsy, yes. before I ask you the last question, one more time. Sure. Tell everyone how what your website
3: is and how they can join. Yep, our website is for the National Youth Leadership Network, and you can find it at nyln.org. And to become a member, all you need to do is visit the little icon that says um, Becoming a Member, including your name and your contact information, and just push Submit. And it's as easy as that. There's no fees, um, and you know, no other sorts of um, no other sorts of obligations that come along with it. Just just your willingness to become a part of the network and a part of um, a larger community. Okay. Well, um, Betsy, if you
2: had to leave a message with our listeners, what would your message be?
3: Uh, I think the main message, um, especially for young people and especially for, you know, people that are uh, working with situations like bullying, for example, or getting involved in the disability community, the one main message um, that I think uh, goes with all of those is with knowledge comes power. Um, NYLN's goal is to provide, you know, resources and support that really foster people's knowledge so that young people can recognize you know, their own capacity for power and what they have had really all along. They've had that leadership all along, but with the knowledge that hopefully they can get through the network or with connections that the network can help foster, there will be power that comes from that knowledge as well. Um, And young people really have, I think, some of the hugest capacities. They um, have very broad thoughts about what is possible and a lot of determination to make that what is possible actually um, become real. So and um, YLN is definitely there to provide that support for you, to provide resources for you and to recognize all of the you know, all of the the accomplishments and capabilities that you have and that people are really excited to learn from you as well. Well that
2: is phenomenal. Um, and Betsy, I first of all I want to thank you so much for being with us today. But I also want to thank you uh for everything you're doing to help young people with disabilities become leaders in America. I think that is so phenomenal and so important, and I just want to
3: thank you for that. Well, thanks, Joyce. I'm, I'm honored to do that, and I really appreciate the opportunity to be on your show. And happy well, birthday. it
2: was wonderful to have you, especially on my birthday, <laughs> since I believe in youth. So much and since that is so important to me. And I hope if you were listening to the show today, once again, if you have a young person with a disability and you think, oh, I wish they had heard this, all you have to do, voiceamerica.com or benderconsult.com. These shows are archived. They have been for the past Six and a half years, you can go to my website, BenderConsult.com, and then go to Radio Show, and you can hear any of them. They are all listed. So make sure you do that, and make sure you support the National Youth Leadership Network. Well, you know, we end every show with a quote from a famous civil rights leader, and I know one who really believes in youth with disabilities. And that would, of course, be Miss Yoshiko Dart. So, our quote today, lead on, lead on no matter what. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters every single day, including